To it, it is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 8th of March, 2022. Happy Tuesday to you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm still in the midst of the, well, I guess it by this point, through the painful part of the move, in the, where the hell did I put that thing part of the move? <laughs> yeah, life, not necessarily life in boxes, because we planned better for this one, but there's a good chunk of life in boxes. I, my studio, for example, my room, my off, my studio, my my room, the bedroom that I'm using for work, uh, for writing and, and radio and podcasting is not yet set up. The cats are in the midst of a total freak out. So it's like one of those shows where, like I'm sitting next to Veruca, who's also known as Body Studer for re- I don't know why, but like the 96 World Cup, Gabriel Body Studer stuck with me, just the name. And then she got it. Or maybe it was even later. I don't remember when it was. Some World Cup. Anyway, uh, Simba is running around. They're all scared. They're all freaked out. I'm sure they're going to crap on the new carpet. But um, <laughs> I just hope they don't. Anyway, so uh, like I said at the beginning, that this and tomorrow will be abbreviated shows. And then we'll be back to normal on Thursday. Uh, that being said, I haven't yet posted the picture of the John Cleese autograph. Tomorrow, I promise I will. I know where it is, just everybody's asleep. And if I went rooting around for it, I'd just wake them up. And it's better because I'm the weirdo downstairs talking. And it's better to be that than the jerk who woke everybody up. So tomorrow, I'll have the picture. I swear it's a John Cleese autograph. It's John Cleese autographed autobiography. Go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast. That's where you sign up to win it or that or the uh, Ben Carson it's about uh, well John Cleese is more popular I think but not by a lot a lot of people still love Ben Carson because it's also it's signed by his wife too which is nice because she co-wrote co-writes most of his books and um, he's the star and she recognizes that but this one she gets her props her name is on the cover and she uh, signed it all right, so let's get to the uh, business at hand that we can get to while I am uh, not keeping everybody awake and uh, can still get this edited in time to uh, post before midnight. We have new the the fight in Ukraine goes on. It's sad. The footage out there is is pretty sad, but I'm still not moved to to going to war for the people of Ukraine. I understand that they want us to. I understand that they want Zelensky's kind of he wants a no-fly zone, which is a, just a, a no-go thing. And we'd have to fire on on Russian military equipment, and that just wouldn't be good. Not for Ukraine, and not really for... Uh, not Well, not for Ukraine. But Russia announced what they would accept as a ceasefire. Now, I don't know if you can believe Vladimir Putin on anything, but their demands are pretty out there to the point that maybe, you know, if you gave them these things, he might. And frankly, if Ukraine is as devastated as they say and as uh, wants out of this, this could be a way, at least call Putin's, Putin's bluff. Reuters has the story. 
Russia has told Ukraine it is ready to halt military operations, quote, in a moment, if Kiev meets a list of conditions, the Kremlin spokesman said on Monday. Dmitry Peskov said Moscow was demanding that Ukraine cease military actions. Okay, I'm not even sure they're engaged in many military actions, but they are killing a lot of Russians. Good on them. A thousand in one day. I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Next, change its constitution to enshrine neutrality. Next, acknowledge Crimea as, Ru as Russian territory. And finally, recognize the separatist republics of Donetsk and Lug Lugansk as independent states. Honestly, if I'm Ukraine, I don't really care about any of these. I, I, <laughs> I say go for it. Call Putin's bluff. Give him what he wants. First of all, you're not getting Crimea back. I know. It sucks. But that's just the way it is. You got rolled over by a much more powerful country, and they're a bunch of jerks. If they're not going to give it to you, you're not going to get it back. You have to accept that. Now, maybe some at some point in the future when there is regime change in Russia and Putin dies and maybe the next person isn't, you know, one of history's greatest monsters, then maybe you can get it back at some point in the future. But right now, got to be realistic. They're stronger than you. You lose. That's how, you know, you can sit there and say, oh, it's how uncivilized. Look, that's how human relations have been <laughs> working for uh, all of it up until like the last 20 minutes. Now we sit around and moralizing, going, oh, dear me, and no, oh, holy Frank Tanana, let me clutch my pearls. Most of human history, that's not how it works. The biggest, the strongest wins. And that's how this works. Russia is bigger and stronger. Not Maybe not that strong, but bigger and stronger. They win. I hate to say it. But Ukraine isn't worth going to, to war for for us. So if Ukraine wants the war to stop, you give up Crimea and say, okay. And you change your, here's, you change your constitution to enshrine neutrality. This one's pretty easy because who gives a damn, right? You enshrine neutrality. Putin won't live forever. He's 69 years old. And you say, oh, uh, yeah, we're neutral, whatever it is. And then if something else goes wrong, something goes bad, you, you're not neutral. What's the big deal? You just basically lie. I mean, my God, <laughs> you're going to get a whole bunch of people killed. Stop playing games and, and agree to these ridiculous terms. They're ridiculous, but so what? And again, it comes to the last one. Recognize the separatist republics of Donetsk and Luganic, whatever. As independent states. First of all, you can't pronounce them, so just get rid of them in, under that grounds. But secondly, these are areas that Ukraine hasn't controlled. These are areas that have been controlled by separatists for a number of years. Russian loyalists, they, they're just not interested in being part of Ukraine. Ukrainian government wasn't strong enough or whatever, for some reason, did not go in and shut these things down. They let it kind of fester. Let them go. Who cares? All right? It's that simple. Let them go. Who cares? Then use the time that you get should the uh, hostilities cease 
to fortify your damn defenses, okay? Your defenses, your military. Build a wall if you have to. Put up a giant uh, minefield. Who cares how you do it? But you live to fight another day. You're going to be an independent country again if Putin's telling the truth. Call his bluff. Then if he doesn't, then you have more grounds to go to the rest of the world and say, okay, this deal, you get uh, the United States, you get France, you get some other country to sign in on this deal and say, well, they're the third party, like the notary public. Then they are defying that country as well. That's how you can put pressure on it. You can say, oh, you're being a, a wuss. You're, like, quite frankly, they're going to get, they're going to lose. They're doing a great job so far. But Vladimir Putin doesn't really give a damn. Oh, there are peace protests in Moscow. So what? They will go on for exactly as long as Vladimir Putin is willing to tolerate them and not a moment longer. He is the strong man. There isn't going to be a popular uprising to get rid of him unless it is incredibly popular. And that seems unlikely, at least according to the latest polling numbers that we've had since before the war. It just doesn't seem like Putin's grasp on power is threatened. So, who can, now what could threaten it? And this is actually, you, if you really objected to one of those uh, conditions, this is what Ukraine could do. They could say, we'll agree to three, but not four. And whatever the one is, that's what you, it it's probably can't be Crimea or the independent states. I would go for the neutrality thing. We're not going to go and change our constitution because ceasing military operations, easy. And the other ones are easy too. So if you got to draw a line in the sand so you can come away and say you saved face, then you get rid of the changing your constitution one, change it for a pinky swear of we're not going to join NATO because you're not going to be welcomed into NATO and it's time to just recognize that. But what this whole instance, this war, has really exposed, and this I find shocking, quite frankly. I'm a kid of the Cold War. I grew up afraid that we were going to have a nuclear war with Russia. Not on a daily basis, but when I really thought about it, we were going to have a nuclear war with Russia. And then we'd have a nuclear war with the breakaway states, and who knows? And then I was, you know, every former Soviet satellite full of nuclear weapons was now going to sell them to some loner lunatic who's going to strap it to himself and go on a subway in New York and blow it up. Hasn't happened, thank God, and I hope it never does. But I always thought, you know, if you watch Red Dawn, either, well, I guess in only one version, they were actually fighting Russians. And Top Gun, I guess they were really clear. Whatever, every movie from the 80s where it was like, oh, there's the Russians over there. They were pretty badass. The military was badass. I have seen their propaganda videos for their special forces or whatever it is, and they look pretty badass. The thing is, maybe they're not. Maybe Now, hear me out, because I'm not saying... Well, the hell with it then. Let's go to war. Russia's a paper tiger. No, Russia may well be a, a paper tiger or it might just be a kitten, but they've got nuclear bombs. So in that sense, you can't just go, ah, screw them. Let's go push them around. No, they have nuclear weapons. But 
when it comes to conventional warfare, they're not very good. Now, we aren't very good either, but for very different reasons. We have uh, we got into quagmires in Iraq and Afghanistan, not because our military couldn't handle the job. It's because our politicians wouldn't let the military handle the job. The rules of engagement were such that if you were fired upon, uh, you could fire back, but only if the person firing upon you was not around. I mean, it was so ridiculous that uh, we caused way more casualties with our stupid-ass rules of engagement than we did, than our enemies did. Sorry, it's late. It's been a long day. I'm yawning. It, we had these rules of engagement that handcuffed our troops. So it was ridiculous. That's why we ended up the way we ended up in Iraq and Afghanistan. Whereas Russia has taken on small weak states small weak countries and regions of those small weak countries like crimea in ukraine they haven't really had to face anybody who is capable of putting up a fight in any way shape or form or anybody who would put up a fight in any way shape or form maybe their military equipment isn't all that up to date or actually that's probably not true they have up-to-date military equipment they just don't have a lot of it. They don't have much of the latest, greatest tanks and trucks and refueling supplies and all sorts of things that, you know, the planes, things like that. They don't have the latest, greatest, or a lot of them. They can put on a show. They can make a pretty good video. But ultimately, it's just a show and a video. That's what I've... I don't know that it's true, and our intelligence community would be smart to not come out and say it, to not acknowledge it, to not even really speculate against it. Think about dumbass Lindsey Graham and him saying, somebody should kill this guy. Okay, yeah, everybody's saying that, everybody thinks that, you don't say it publicly. You look at the, the intelligence community, if you say Russia is not really up to the task of these sorts of things then what happens? Well, Putin gets a boner and goes, all right, let's go crazy. Let's start buying the latest, greatest. Let's spend a bunch of money and develop these things. Let's really get serious about training. He's probably going to do some of that in any event, but he'll do it much more uh, vigorously if the world noticed that his military is in desperate need of Viagra or something like that. I'm just, I've been shocked at the... Uh, the way that Ukraine has managed to, well, it's incompetence too on behalf of Russia. That caravan, that con, not a caravan, that convoy that's like 40 miles long and outside Kiev but hasn't moved and they can't resupply the things, they can't fuel these things because the road isn't wide enough and the uh, fuel trucks can't get by very easily and the tanks are stuck and run out of gas and blah, blah, blah. It's bizarre to me. How in the hell do you find yourself in that position? How do you not plan for this sort of thing? Unless the military, and maybe it is, and that would be awesome if it were, some members of the military are going, to hell with Putin. I'm not going to do this for this son of a bitch. To hell with him. Then that would be awesome. But they've been sitting there for an awfully long time, stuck there, because... They waited. They were waiting for a freeze. The freeze didn't come or it melted already or because Putin decided 
to wait for the end of the Olympics because Xi Jinping asked him to. Whatever the rationale is, whatever the reason is, Russia is having some military problems. And their actions in this war have been desperate. They have been violent, probably war crimes, indiscriminate shelling of civilian populations, but they haven't been as impressive in any way, shape, or form. That would make me think that if there were a conventional ground war somewhere that Putin decides to go to war with Poland or whatever, and Article 5 is invoked and NATO has to swing into action, I think that we would have no problem whatsoever taking the Russian military out, kicking their ass that's why I think Putin is more dangerous than ever, because I think he would le- use, or at least be tempted to use, at a minimum, tactical battlefield nuclear weapons. The maximum, just going for all-out war. That's why I think Ukraine should call his bluff. Ukraine isn't really going to give up anything that they aren't already going to lose, quite frankly. And they might save a bunch of lives. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just physically exhausted that I can't even think of it. I don't know. I've been yawning throughout this. I apologize for that. But that's just food for thought. I'd be curious to know your thoughts. You can shoot me an email, DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com. I hope your uh, Tuesday is going well. I hope you're not lifting thousands of pounds of stuff the way I have. (laughs) But... uh, yeah, not yesterday necessarily. Those guys, we use the uh, college hunks moving. They they usually do the college hunks hauling junk. They pick up your garbage around your house or whatever. But uh, they do moving too. We used them last time we moved. And they were excellent. Used them this time we moved. They were excellent. They really busted their asses. Less stuff this time. We were able to purge a lot neighbor had a dumpster that he he's been in, he's in construction he had a dumpster that uh he did redid his kitchen it got filled up and emptied and then new one and it barely got filled, like half full and uh, i asked him if i could throw some stuff in there and, oh yeah and it had been sitting there for like six months i threw so much crap away so much crap away it's not even funny so thank god for that thank god for that neighbor and uh, dumpsters and everything and now we'll see we have to still have more purging to do um, don't ever move if you haven't moved yet if you wherever you are just be there forever or just go all right garage sale time literally everything is for sale offer me money i'm i'm moving with just the clothes on my back i'll buy new stuff whatever it is just don't amass a whole bunch of stuff because it's a pain in the mass anyway I appreciate the use of your ears. I appreciate your patience and knowing that uh, I wish I had somebody who could do a show when I was out, but there isn't anybody who could do a podcast when I'm out because I don't know how to explain it to anybody, the uploading and editing process and everything. So in any event, I appreciate your patience in uh, this endeavor. I'll be back to normal on, uh, like I said, on Thursday. Have yourself a wonderful Tuesday. There'll be more show tomorrow. If you shoot me emails and tell me how wrong I am, I'll uh, I'll read them. I'll consider them. If you tell me how right I am, I'll consider them as well. But I, I don't know. People who agree with you tend not to write very often. The people who disagree with you, those are the one. Those are the people who go off. Anyway, have a great one. Don't forget about the uh, contest between John Cleese 
and Ben Carson, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast, all one word, five bucks a month. Support the show, please help with the move and pay some of these bills. It, just, it was time to go from the other place. The, the guy is a doctor in the military stationed in Africa for three years. Now they're, uh, they're back. So good on them. Thanks to him. Anyway, have a great Tuesday. Like I said, if you don't have a great Tuesday by now, it's all your damn fault. I'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks.